Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and unicorn nightmares. <laughs> Here's my question. Now, when I said unicorn nightmares, did you think nightmares that unicorns have, or nightmares that include unicorns? No, I think it was definitely nightmares that include unicorns. No, I thought about unicorns having nightmares. Unicorn nightmares. Yeah. yeah. I did. No, I'm the weird one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're the weird one. Right. How about that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? So let's go into roll call. Uh, this is the very last roll call I think we're going to do. We might bring it back every once in a while, but no, probably not. No, probably we're going to retire it. We're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, we're gonna Michael Jordan it and hang it up on the on the the wall of fame to and then bring, bring it back it and change its number. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna call it something else. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Brad, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Thanks, mm-hmm. uh, Matt. Present, yes. Yeah. Billy. Yarp. <laughs> Michael, are you here? Present. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, we do have a new guest, uh, or, or a guest. Not, I mean, well, he is, he's a new guest. He is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Billy Patterson's here. Yeah. I don't know anything about Billy, so I can't really give you a great, exciting intro. We'll get into that in a minute. I intentionally uh, did not Facebook stalk him, so you're Aww. surprised you Facebook stalk everybody. I know. Yeah. I thought I'm going to try something different, guys. Chances are, if you listen to this podcast, you've been stalked by Michael. Yeah, that's true. Like I know a lot about Aww. you. Um, now Billy's sad. I'm, I'm watching Creepy, you guys. Please. <laughs> you can find Billy. Uh, where where can people just Twitter? Facebook? Facebook. You're not I'm on, on Twitter, right? I am not on Twitter. Uh, bummer. I know. That's where all the tweets happen. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for so I've heard. Yes. Uh, okay, so, uh, Brad, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm having the Vanilla Bean Buffalo Sweat from Tallgrass Brewing Company in Manhattan, Kansas. So freaking good. It's it is very good. It's oatmeal cream stout brewed with vanilla beans. It oh, is. God. I took a chance on it. I saw it at a store, and I, I hit a home run yeah, with that one. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty one. delicious. That's probably a top tenner for me. I mean, that's it's a really good pretty beer. good. Question about oatmeal cream stouts. Okay. Um, I'm sure this will be an intelligent question. Yeah, yeah here it comes. <laughs> does, does it involve oatmeal? Is there oatmeal involved in that? Uh, I believe the oatmeal is one of the grains used. Ah, okay. Cool. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. You can Google it. Oh, well. Not oatmeal. Oats are yeah. Well, I'm not going to like yeah, pause actually... the podcast and go Google it really quick. You could. Wait, we'll be right back. <laughs> we should do commercial breaks. <laughs> we should. What? Give our audience a break from this shit. <laughs> you you got to take a podcast. Five. Brought to you by <laughs> Brill Cream. <laughs> Keep Just a dab will do ya. <laughs> Keep going, Michael. All right. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Um, I've got the uh, Show Nuff uh, Lowdown Gold Nail from uh, Against the Green Brewery in Louisville, Kentucky. I found this in Maryville, Indiana, of all places. Um, Louisville. 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 Um, it's beer for the bad mother, according to this. So we, we'll put, we're we're going to post pictures of our stuff now, too. Yeah, we're going to yeah, so we're gonna gonna post beer um, can or bottle yeah. photos. photos. It's, 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 it's a good beer. It's nothing spectacular. It's just a good, nice, crisp gold nail. So. Now, very, do you pr- very drinkable. pronounce Louisville Louisville or Louisville you or have to Louisville? Swallow it, you? Louisville. I say Billy. Two syllables, Louisville. You're not far from there. No, so. I do Louisville. It's home. Yeah. Louisville arrives with beautiful. Yeah, I don't. Kind of. Not really. Mm. <laughs> not really, does it? Does it? Uh, kind of. I think so. Okay, fair enough. Does it? It does a little bit. Fair enough. Billy, what do you got there, buddy? I am having a Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. I am uh, booze, beer, liquor, ignorant. So Matt hooked me up. Matt, would you like to say what's in it? Uh, it's actually a Moscow mule with gin. It's a gin mule instead of a vodka mule. It's a little, bad. a little variation on it. So, but it's just gin, 
uh, lime juice, sweet lime juice, and ginger beer. What kind of gin? Uh, Death's Door is what we used. That's the it's, stuff I drank out of the bottle last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a really, it's a decent gin for like twenty five bucks. It's not bad. So I'm really excited about my beer. Uh, I haven't even shown these. Guys yeah, he's been this. keeping a secret. It is this literally is literally this is gonna be a down, everyone. Uh, it's literally I've got it wrapped here. It's in a like, yep. little cooler thing. I brought it with an ice pack. Super. Excited. Whatever expectations you have, go ahead and lower them right now. I found it yesterday. Uh, I was going through this place. I'm not even gonna tell you where it's at because it's my honey hole and I can't tell you what's in my honey hole. I'll find uh, it. Let's not talk about Michael's honey hole. <laughs> Freezing. Freezing. I love talking about Michael's honey this hole. This is a, a Lucky Buddha. Oh, oh that is a really cool bottle, really cool. actually. Yeah, have you guys, have I you can already tell Buddha? that beer is going to taste like absolute ass, though. It probably uh, will. It's in a green bottle, it's a green bottle, so it's going to be garbage. That is a cool bottle. Uh, that bottle is really cool. Lucky Buddha Enlightened Beer. Um, it uh-huh. is uh, imported. Uh-huh. It's from uh, China. It's from Madagascar. It's, oh, it's from China. It'll it's be Chinese it's beer. Probably so. going to be terrible, but yeah, the bottle's it, cool. The bottle is cool. I mean, it's got a government warning on there uh, about. Um, uh, <laughs> There's really not a label. To don't it, drink so. beer from yeah, China. It, it may cause called? birth defects. So good thing I'm not well, having really a baby. Really, all of them have that on it. Mine yeah, but too. it looks it looks more um, Chinese. France. But the bottle looks like a little Jenny Buddha. It does. It's a little Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna post a picture of it so you can check. All right. It out. Here's the taste test. Do it, Michael. Oh yeah, it smells like kind of like butt. <laughs> so I'm just drinking it out of the bottle. I'm like, not gonna drink it out of the bottle. Good like, lord! You're like gonna Chinese drink good or cheap beer out of a glass. You know, What's the point some, of that? Some, if it's cheap. some ten-year-old Chinese oh, kid just bottled that. Ooh, that does wow! Not that does not look promising. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's pale. It's pale. very pale. It's, its nose is rectum. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna taste like Heineken because I can smell like it. Butt, man. That smells it's just like Heineken. Yeah. So. Yep. It does. Yep. I bet it tastes just like Heineken too. Yeah, that's rough. The bottle is is um, mm. Mm. yeah. Oh god, that's awful. So uh, I just did oh. you a giant favor. Don't drink Lucky Buddha. Oh boy! <laughs> Buy the bottle, dump it out, keep the bottle. Dude, it's like all like uh, biscuity, like yeah, it's not good. Oh, yeast and it's bad. Oh my that's god, terrible. that's oh, horrifying. Yeah, anything that's in a anything that's in a green bottle is not not great. Yeah, they they totally suckered me. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Michael got taken on that. Yep. <laughs> Don't drink Chinese bottle drink Chinese beer out of a green bottle, yeah. guys. That's there's your lesson for this yeah. week. So Lucky Buddha enlightened beer. It's not so enlightened. No, it's, uh, it's not. It's really crap. disgusting. Ah, it's bad. It's a new bottle though. I like it. Yeah. Now well, the good news is, is it's also expired. That probably doesn't. Is help. it really? Five eleven sixteen. Sweet. <laughs> so, that probably well, isn't helping. What did you find that out? It's got a stamp on it. Yeah. Um, anyway. The tramp stamp of the bottom. Yeah. Buddha has a tramp stamp. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a hashtag right there. There's a hashtag right there. Mm. All right. So let's go into the news feed. Uh, who wants to go first? Go ahead. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. I need to oh, go ahead okay. and do yours. I was You're fine. I'm drink a beer, but okay. Yeah, I already sure. stole Brad's news feed off. Yeah, okay. So. so I was going to do the video of... Uh, Guy Fieri eating food that was set to hurt by Johnny Cash. That was absolutely fantastic. And then Michael blew that. Yeah, I just posted it on the Pastor's Pub. So, like, literally 20 people saw it. Yeah, I know. I just lost it. Hold on a second. Where'd it go? Oh, okay. So, this is a uh, probably two or three weeks old. I've had this one kind of in the uh, dugout for a while, but it's really good. Uh, someone put glasses on a museum floor and visitors thought it was art. <laughs> I saw that. The, the picture yes. of the one guy like, oh my God, literally like with a zoomed level. camera. It's fantastic, yeah. So, it's these teenagers were in 
uh, San Francisco's Museum of Modern Art, Modern Art, and they were completely like they thought the all of it was just shit. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've ever been to a modern art museum, mm-hmm. that's not an undue uh, criticism. Um, so they decided they were just going to have some fun, and so a seventeen-year-old took his glasses and they put them on the floor next to the wall. <laughs> that's freaking genius. So there's pictures of this. We'll put yeah. the link up, and he, he tweets it out. A picture says LMAO. We put glasses on the on the floor at an art gallery, and and he's got a picture of the guy on the floor with taking a picture of it. Oh, so good. And it oh gathered a crowd within minutes. Wow. And people started discussing. What does the, it mean? The symbolism and like all the crap of the art, like which just proves that a lot of like art critics and stuff are full of shit because that's brilliant. I mean, that yeah. is troll level well, one thousand. Like, they did like, that. They've done that with like wine tastings too. Yeah, they where they give, give you like, like some eight dollar crap, like two dollar bottle of mums or whatever, yeah. and like people are like, oh, it's fantastic, yeah. it's wonderful. The nose is, and it's like, yeah, it's a two dollar bottle from Walgreens. They have yeah. no idea what they're talking. It's yeah. all just bullshit. Completely yeah. Bullshit. So, and I, I like art. I like art. I like art museums. I'm on board with this. I don't think I'm bashing art. But, like, just, I mean, there's a picture of a lady just standing there staring at the glasses with her hand like this on her chest. Kind of oh, like, right there. Oh, it touched her heart. Yeah, it oh. did. Oh. <laughs> like, so, I, I cannot tell you how much I love the idea of people at an art museum looking at that in, mm-hmm. like, in their head trying to find meaning for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's awesome. So kind of like what we do at this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then at the Ooh, end, like there was a group yeah. of people and the guy that was his glasses, he just went and picked him up and put him on and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Yeah, that was on uh, Board Panda. Have you guys ever played that game where you're like in a large crowd and you get like you and a couple other people like point to something on the ground and there's nothing there. You just literally point to <laughs> something. Yeah. You, get you get people to walk around it, it yeah. or step over it. <laughs> And and awesome. our, our point up into the sky and like mm-hmm. look at things and like yeah. see how many people we can get to look yeah. up. You just kind of stand there and stare. Yeah, it's a total dick move, but mm-hmm. it is. it's a lot of fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's my newsfeed piece. All right. Who's next? Here we go. Sure, go for it. So my wife, my beloved wife, cares so much about this podcast that she sent me a news story, literally like 15 minutes ago, and it is I couldn't I was struggling to find one this week. And I had one I was going to use that kind of had been stored up, but this one is so much better, I had to use it. Meet the couple currently trading for their adult breastfeeding relationship. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. say that again? Meet the couple currently training for their adult breastfeeding relationship. Training? Mm-hmm. So Jennifer Mulford from Atlanta, Georgia, has a pretty hectic breastfeeding schedule right now. Nope, <laughs> not a new baby. Mulford reportedly took time off from her bartending job so she could focus on feeding her boyfriend every two hours. What? Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, she's not technically... Hey, wait, wait, wait. wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Let me finish. She's not technically feeding him yet because although she is a mom, her child is now 20, so she's not producing milk anymore. What they're doing is called dry feeding, which tricks the body into producing milk because it thinks it's feeding a child. He's a real Mulford man. <laughs> get it? Get it? Got it. Like, About got four it. people are going to get that reference, yeah. but that's fine. Mulford. Um, Mulford became intrigued with adult breastfeeding relationships, ABR, after reading about them and finding uh, herself feeling yeah. envious of the bond breastfeeding can create between two people. You know, maybe we should just let ISIS in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really. Like, when you hear shit like that, it's like, maybe we should just let it in. <laughs> like, maybe they've got a point. She, she started searching dating sites, ABR forums, and even Craigslist for a man to start an ABR with. With no luck. She just met some dude? So, this she found Brett, this, found this guy, an old uh, boyfriend from her school days. Oh. With, uh, with whom she was chatting one night about ABR. How do you bring that up in a conversation? 
Hey, so how do you feel about breastfeeding? Uh, no, not me breastfeeding somebody else, me breastfeeding you. That is beyond messed up. Yeah. So I Googled. I don't know. I'm for it. I was a little skeptical. <laughs> I Googled. Michael's like, it's not so bad. Um, I Googled adult breastfeeding to make sure this wasn't like a like an onion article. Yeah, that's why you did it's, it. It's not. Um, that's got extensive notes. A, what are you B, doing? No, no, no. Fact checking. It was important. ABF, the number four in the letter U.com. Do not go there. Hey, why is your wife on the dark net? I don't know. She found this on. <laughs> it's from. This is from someecards.com. I don't know where she found it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a real thing. Like, this web's don't go to that website. I, I don't do it. That can't be real. It's real. Don't do it. She draws a line, she draws a line at breastfeeding in public. <laughs> Although Leeson is totally up for it. So, I guess... <laughs> you know, you hear stories like that. No, you realize that it doesn't even matter if Trump gets elected because we are screwed. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Um, like, when you hear stuff that that's happening... This is like, a lifestyle we... She's what she told the son. This is a lifestyle we have chosen. We look forward to years from now still needing and wanting each other. I can come home from a very stressful day, and seconds after Brad latching on, I feel a sense of peace and calm. Uh, I okay. would die. All right. What it, okay, so it's... Oh, my gosh. What is the benefit of this? Like, it's, it's, it's a there's weird... Some there's some like weird comfort. attachment issue going on there, I'm guessing. She wants to feel attached to him. Like, the only thing that... She's intrigued by the breastfeeding connection. I don't know. Here's my question, Mulford. Okay. What's, her, what's her first name? Uh, Andrea? Andrea Mulford. No, Jennifer. Jennifer Mulford. Yeah. Who hurt you? For real. I'm like, guessing. That's I'm, not even there, That's not even a joke. There's some, there's some serious issues yeah, right there going God, on. God, that's a psychologist playground right there. <laughs> well, that and the guy that's like, I mean... Yeah, I'm done. I know what you're I'm stopping. Stopping. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, yeah, thanks. Even then, yeah. Pretty messed up. Pretty messed up. Yeah. On both ends of that. Yeah. And your wife saying that. Yes, she did. She's on the dark Shut. net, man. She apparently she is. is on the dark She's net. On the dark net. She's gone over to the Michael side of things. Yes. <laughs> Michael's been sending her links. Yep. <laughs> I don't really know where we go from there. Like, can we just uh, stop now? I, yeah. <laughs> this concludes our I, podcast. I'm not, sure <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I have like anything else to say tonight after that. That is shocking. I, 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 I was like, I couldn't believe she sent it. I was like, like of all the news things that we've had, that may be the most. Disturbing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty bad. All right, Billy. <laughs> yes. I what, what, I, what I really love about Billy uh, so far in the in the the brief hours that I've known him. <laughs> we had yes, it was very brief. Uh, <laughs> uh, is he when he when he brought a news feed? He took it quite literally. He brought newspaper clippings. Yes. Which is wonderful. Yeah. It's so freaking we are awesome. on board with that. <laughs> so, uh, take Do your away. worst. Well, I, well I, I'm not sure it can be worse than that. I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I guess I need to give a little context to this. This came out probably 2005. Um, <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> yes, they were still making newspapers. But this came out around about 2005. What had happened is after the 9 11 attacks. Each state was supposed to give, create a database that identified places that they felt were assets to the state or could be targets. Attract, tar- targets, exactly. So I will, I will read this. I've got a few things highlighted. The headline is 8,591 Indiana sites yeah. vulnerable to attacks. And I think if we, everybody that lives in Indiana, there's, I can't think of one. I can't think of, is there, any, any, is there even 8,500 buildings in Indiana? Oh, hold on, it gets great. Uh, more subcontext of this. 
I was born in Indiana, raised in Indiana, not a fan of Indiana. If you've ever been to Indiana, they always make it up. It's a little bit better than what it is. It's not. <laughs> so let, let me just say this. A federal database curiously identified 8,591 places or events in Indiana that might need to be protected from potential terror attacks. That's one in nine sites or events in the entire nation and more than in New York, California, <laughs> the District of Columbia, and 52 other states or territories. Indiana panicked, apparently. Good. In Indiana, important ass- assets listed includes farms, nursing homes, <laughs> and more skyscrapers than one might guess. A total of 41 tall buildings or 13 more boasted by Illinois which has some of the tallest buildings yeah, in the world in Chicago. Got, there's like three tall buildings in India. Exactly. It's, it's the Strawberry Festival. They, They're worried about the Strawberry Festival. Protect our fairs. Yes. They're also being vague about this. They said, this also might include an ice cream parlor, a donut shop, oh, a brewery, hey, yeah, and nightclubs. The spokesman for the Indiana Department of Homeland Security stated, every disaster is a local disaster. To go on, it states that the city of Chicago, which listed 28 tall buildings, or just two-thirds as many as the 41 reported in Indiana. Inspectors also looked more closely at assets in Indiana and three other states. Without specifying which states, they also added that collectively reported several unusual sites, including, once again, an ice cream parlor, a donut shop, a casket company... Several Walmarts, <laughs> a tackle shop, a brewery and a nightclub. Literally none of this surprises me. No, nothing surprises Judy's me. Judy's Bait Barn is on the watch yeah, list. Yeah, right. yeah. One of the great things is is that uh, the local newscast, I think WTHR 13, did a follow-up on this story, and they went to one of the farms, which was a petting zoo. In the petting zoo, there were two ducks, a goat, and a dog. That's wow. Just awesome. a lot of heavy so, Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Uh, wah, wah, crazy. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. I wonder how many, like, if that list gets updated. Like, I wonder if it's been shortened. Like, I'm guessing that list got jettisoned. Probably. Right. Stuff. It probably I would did, say, yeah. um, the Speedway? Yeah, I know. Like, that's it. Right. On one day a year, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, one well, day. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Well, Notre Dame Stadium. Yeah, I know, but there's a few, but good lord. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What you got, Michael? Mm. All right, well, I've got a couple. Uh, man, shit. Just pick one. Just You'll pick be fine, I'll Michael. pick one. I'll do the other one next time. Dang it. I'm going to do this now because you guys are going to do it next time if I don't do it this time. <laughs> um, so, John Oliver... Uh, I was going to do this one. Yes. Made TV history by forgiving $15 million in medical debt. Awesome. Except if you watch the report, it was horrifying that this is possible. Yeah, yeah. So the the story is that... um, that basically um, these companies that um, that have debt, you can uh, you can go and buy debt debt. from people. Bad Bad debt. So um, he bought $15 million worth of debt for like... Sixty thousand dollars. It's it's crazy. He created a company called Central Asset Recovery Professionals, or CARP, because they're <coughs> bottom, bottom feeding fish. Yeah, yeah. And he literally um, he bought fifteen million dollars of medical debt, 
and uh, he paid less than half a cent on the dollar for mm-hmm. the debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And what he did was um, bigger than what Oprah has ever done. Yeah, she um, gave away $9 million for the cars or yeah. something. Yeah, she gave away um, uh, $8 million oh, in cars. Okay. Well, let's not, not give her any more credit than you have to. <laughs> um, and he gave, he gave away $15 million debt. He, he forgave... That debt. I think it's a it's a freaking awesome story. It is. It's great. Yeah, it's I'd like to see more story. people do that. It's one of the those like this is. But that's the, the kingdom of, he- of heaven is like this. Yeah. How great would it be for like churches to do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, how much do churches spend on buildings so they could buy fifteen million dollars? How much debt, how much debt, debt they could buy and just forgive? Because like, they just these people ruin people's lives. Mm-hmm. It can. Ruin if you get your sick life. in America, you go bankrupt. Yeah. Like that's just that, even with insurance. Like well, just, I was mm-hmm. you know I worked Absolutely. as a I worked as a property manager for. Was I three years? Yeah, over three years. Three and, years. To, uh, three years to life. Yeah, and you know I got people's credit reports because I had to check their credit yeah. and all this, and I can't tell you how many times I saw forty thousand, fifty thousand, mm-hmm. hundred thousand dollars yeah. of of medical, and it yeah. was almost always medical debt. Yeah, that's so, nuts. a lot of our a lot of our debt problems with started with Beth and I started when we had our first child. Yeah, we had insurance. Yeah, yeah, good insurance. Yep, mm-hmm. and it started because she ended up having a C section. Yeah. It was in the Jeez. hospital for almost like five days. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it's, that's where a lot of our debt started. That and broken down vans and everything else. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's just it's just crippling. I mean, it, it absolutely is crippling. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's about that, the, it's it's one of the few developed nations in the world where that's still happening. It's about the only about the only one nation. where that's still happening. Yeah. yeah. So cheers to John Oliver. For yeah. You know, here's no here's something about that. guys like John Oliver and John Stewart and Colbert when he had his Col- the Colbert Report. They're prophets. Like by every oh, stretch sure. of definition, they're prophets. Like what he did is a prophetic act. Yeah. Because the prophets, like all through scripture, all the well, time are doing like jubilee. Yeah. Well, that's jubilee. Yeah, it is. But the prophets are always doing these these basically. I don't know what you would call them. It's almost like guerrilla theater. Like they were they would do these prophetic acts that sort of said served to send a message. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. I mean, John Stewart did the same kind of stuff. They, yeah. But they the prophet calls out the insanity of the world. Yeah. And that's what these guys are doing. And Oliver, I mean, Colbert doesn't do this quite as much on, yeah, he still does on The Late Show, I think. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't have the persona that he had, but he still does that. John Stewart was doing he, but Oliver's one of the few guys left, really. Yeah. And comedians, comedians are like that, too. They yeah. call out the insanity, they're prophets, and they call out the insanity of the world, and yeah, that's a, that's a great story. Yeah, good, more, good story. More of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell my other news feed because I'm uh. sorry. I have to. I have to do it. I have Spoiler. to. Sorry. Um, so, um, we were getting too serious there. We need to go back. We, we could have gone right into Foofy. I know. Would have that been, would have been the only would have been a great transition. Yeah, but guess what? We're gonna, I'm going to wreck it. We're <laughs> shocked. Yeah. Wreck it, Michael. Hashtag wreck it, Michael. Hashtag wreck it, Michael. Okay, so Burger King um, just oh, merged a Whopper and a burrito. Please tell me you eat it. To make a Whopperito. No, I've not had this. Do we have it at ours here in Martinsville yet? I doubt it. So it's a mashup that takes on the toppings of a Whopper. It's got cheese, meat, lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle. And they wrap it in a tortilla. Um, So it's a burger and a tortilla. Yes. Yes. Just a tortilla. That's literally all they did. No, no, no. It's a Whopperito. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So it's, you, a tor- it's a Whopper wrapped in a tortilla. Once again, anytime no, but, but, but like in, it's, I'm here for <laughs> it's it's a, it, but it's different because it's a Whopperito. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. right. Just give me a call when they put the hot dogs in there. That's yeah. he's doing the hot dog. He's like uh, he said it mentioned in like a previous episode that they're doing the Whopper hot dog, right? Yeah, I saw a commercial for mm-hmm. it. That might not be bad. The yeah, stuff it might not be good either. Yeah, it, might not be. <laughs> it probably won't be. 
That's probably not that bad. No. First time we get a, our hands on a Whopperito, he's going to eat it on, That's fine, on the podcast. podcast. Yeah. I'd try it. I know you would. <coughs> we'll just cut it into thirds. And I'm still planning on our uh, 4th of July hot dog eating contest. Oh, you're going to be the you're only, only one, one in that it. contest. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. All right. So um, now we're going to go into the FUFI section um, where we go further up, further in. Um, and since I know nothing about Billy, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this this torch right over. Well, I, I barely know anything about Billy. This is like the third time you and I've ever seen each other face to face. But we've been this, this we've been true. we've been Facebook friends for like a year. For quite a couple we met time. we met at a P flag meeting in Seymour, mm-hmm. where P flag if people don't know it. Parents and friends of lesbians and gays. gays. Yeah, <laughs> it's a support group essentially. Correct. Um, and so Jennifer and I, one of the one of the other pastors from the <laughs> formerly known as City Hill. Um, Went down there just to talk about what we were doing as a church, as far as the within the gay community, and just shared what the church is doing, kind of how we're affirming where we stand on things. Uh, Billy and his wife needed, and I kind of just talked a little bit and connected. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we got something going on here. Friend him on Facebook that night because that's what you do when you meet people. You like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what you and do. so Billy and I were friends for like literally a year on Facebook. Just mm-hmm. that's all only communication we have, and we live what, an hour away, an hour, hour, hour from each other, something like that. Finally decided, dude, why are we not, like, having dinner? <laughs> so, like, exactly. what, three or four weeks ago, I think we finally decided let's have dinner. Um, he's been supporting the podcast. And yeah, he's on Pastor's Pub. Pastor's Pub. And, Patreon. Uh, Join. Yeah. So, we just decided to have Billy on because he's got a good story. And um, I thought it would be worth sharing. So, we're going to let him share a little bit of kind of what he, what's going on with him. And we'll probably ask questions. I've got a couple questions I want to ask. And then there's some other stuff I want to talk about towards the end that sort of ties everything together. All right. So, yeah. All right. I did prep work, bitches. Like, you can say I don't do prep work. I do prep work. I didn't say you did prep work. It was Brad. Said you were phoning it in. Yeah, I know. Cheers. That's real rich of him saying somebody's phoning something in. Yeah. <laughs> I.e. last week's episode. Hey. Yeah, revert right. to episode 14. I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Or 15. 15. I can I'm better this week. You are better this week. Yeah. You're move this so week. screw you guys. How, how does the Lord work in your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always, believe, I always had faith that God would touch you. I'm glad. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you did. All right. So without further ado, Billy, oh, why don't you wow. just tell a bit of your... Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> just talk a little bit about kind of where, you, where you've come from as far as, you know, on the spiritual journey, where you are, where you, you know, where you were, kind of where you are now, that sort of thing, and then we'll kind of go from there. So No, I, I can definitely do that. I kind of like to uh, yeah, throw a curveball. Uh, I just want to thank everybody here, Michael, Brad, mm-hmm. Matt, for inviting me. Also for uh, planting the seeds that created the bloom of what you guys have here with the podcast and also with the pub. Uh, it brings forth fruit. The comments on the uh, on the pub have been it's fantastic. Yeah, so it it's been great. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful thing you've created. It's been a great thing. You've Give us a freaking dollar, man. Well. You can get on there. <laughs> Seriously, no it's doubt. a dollar for yeah, real. It totally is. It's becoming like a community of like, it is. Of, like, of like-minded people. Yeah. It's awesome. Weirdly, it's very true. almost a church. Like, not in the traditional sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's been cool. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's been fantastic. So well, thank thanks you. again. Thank you for that. No, thank hey, you. no problem. Um, I want to start off with uh, a quick story that I've always enjoyed, and it really kind of ties in. Uh, I'm going to kind of work this a little bit backwards. It's going to be like the, uh, the film Memento. I'm going to give you the ending first, and then the story will kind of fall into place. Do with it what you will. Okay, uh, the story is called A Hawk's Journey. 
Uh, it's by Del Briner from Ithaca, New York. Uh, this is in a book called uh, Spot of Grace by Donna Markova. What she did is she just had people kind of uh, life experiences, had them send in their stories, and she just kind of put it together. This is something that it's always kind of held true for me, so here we go. I'm not a great reader, so bear with me. Neither is Michael. So this is by Del Briner, Hawk's Journey. Uh, years ago, I needed guidance to make some important decisions. I formulated my questions and went to the land to sit for 48 hours, inspired by Native Vision Quests. I found the clarity and the support I sought, and after two days and nights, I left the beautiful woodland spot. However, my quest I had completely forgotten one question. Why am I slow in learning? As a young girl in public school, I had often felt that my learning style didn't fit the norm. More recently, I saw that important teachings had come to me only in adulthood. Why hadn't they come earlier? Seven weeks later, seven weeks later after my quest, on a November afternoon, Spirit answered this unasked question eloquently. I stood in a prayer Mary behind my home. A large kettle of hawks came flying from the east or eastern horizon over my head toward the west. I called to them, wishing them well on their migra migrating journey and marveled at the synchronicity, synchronized beauty of their flight. A few minutes later, several more groups followed, flying, fall, flying directly overhead. It was a marvelous sight. After they passed, I stood there and watched a single dot emerge from the eastern horizon and fly slowly and steadily toward me. It was one lone hawk, lagging behind the others. I called to it passionately, cheering it on. After it passed, I realized that even though it seemed alone in it at this moment, it was being called by the same inner direction as the hawks in front of it. I trusted it would remain true to its course and arrive at its destination with the others. Shortly after I returned to the house, but something pulled me back out. As I looked east again, I saw more kettles appearing over the horizon. They continued to fly overhead for 20 minutes and I was in awe of their numbers. My perspective of a slow of a slow one who was put to rest. I saw that all the birds were following the same inner guidance. They were all going home. They said to me, you are not slow. You are where you are supposed to be, behind some and before others. Carry your truth and know we all are connected and vital in the seamless journey home. In that moment of grace, I realized I had been following my path, and all along at a rhythm that was uniquely my own. Huh. Okay, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're done. Thanks for, yep. thanks for joining the podcast. For, uh, yeah. And back to breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's a great story. It, yeah, it, just, it held true for me 10 years sure. ago, and it holds true sure. now probably forever. Yeah. So... Uh, Okay, so I, my story is, is very. Uh, Brandon Andrews kind of brought up the question on the pub yeah, of why question. you know yeah. why are you here? Where are you from? Where are you here? Which is a, a great comment. I noticed a lot of. Uh, I read through all. I thought they were all beautiful. Mm -hmm. I noticed a common thread of. It seems like everyone has faced. Going out and like I'm going to stake my claim and 
got punched in the teeth. Yep. Got back up, tried it again, possibly got punched again. Yep. Yep. Here they were. Uh, my story is not anything different from that. Uh, as a kid, I was raised up in a Nazarene home. Uh, my parents were um, very devout followers, and they made sure that my brother and I had a heavy diet of the Bible and knowing what it was. Uh, as a kid, I was born in 1970, so in the 70s, it was a lot of sci-fi. So I enjoyed things like that. I enjoyed mystery, mm-hmm. comics, mythology. So that was my other half. Half was I had to learn about the Bible and read. But the other <laughs> half was I enjoyed Bigfoot, monsters, aliens, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't help but kind of notice some similar, some similar things going on, even at an early age. And I was around about 9 or 10, and I was starting to have a lot of questions. My mother just wasn't prepared for it. I'll never forget. As, as they never are. They just a testament to that. That's a very <laughs> common thread around as, this. As table. I said, it's not <laughs> anything different. So uh, one thing, I, I'll never forget it. We were driving home from, a, I believe it was a windy night service. And uh, there was a discussion about missionary work. And I had asked my mother, I'm like, well, I'm like, what about other beliefs? Do they have missionaries? And she's like, well, I, I don't know, but that's that's not the point. And I'm like, I'm like well, what if their, their sacred texts are correct? Maybe we need to be saved with them. That is like the worst question you can ask. About. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll never forget it because it was so bad that she stopped on the railroad tracks. To turn around, she just gets out of the car, and yes, started tying you to, to, to swat me on the knee to make sure that I knew that what I was asking uh-huh. was heresy. So you tell me that that was kind of really my childhood of raising a Nazarene church, a wonderful place, a great community, loving people, but I can never get the answers that I wanted. Sure. Um, all of this kind of stretched through my twenties. Uh, got married, had a kid, got divorced, got remarried, had a kid, got divorced. And I always kind of struggled with religion. I could just never take it full cloth. And I always had questions and people like, well, hey, there's no answers to those. Just take it for what it is. Unfortunately, I was the type of person I, I, sadly, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I knew I probably, life would be a lot easier if I did, (laughs) but I didn't. It wasn't until I was about 34, about 10, 12 years ago, I kind of had a, a crisis, a, a crisis of faith, a crisis of belief, a crisis of life. I was divorced. I felt toxic. I was very selfish, and I was struggling with a lot of things. And I was asking, I'm like, I, I need to kind of, I need to figure out this whole religious, spiritual experience. And I was asking around, a lot of people were like, oh, there's a new minister at this church, the same with the church that I had gone to in my youth. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll go check it out. And I'll never forget that I went on a Wednesday night, and I walked in, and there was the minister, young guy, good friend of mine. He had a dry erase board, and on the dry erase board was a cross. And on the left side of the cross was a dot. On the right yep. side was a dot. Mm-hmm. And then what he did is he took the marker and drew a U 
from the left to the right to underneath the cross. And it was all about the path that you take of the left dot is you. You as the God. You as self. Being selfish. And how to die. And the right side of the dot was Christ's sacrifice. And he talked about, you know, hey, here it is. Is that you start that path. You're never going to get to it, but you try as hard as you can. Uh, that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of plugged back into the church. Uh, my lovely wife, Nita, we just kind of just stitched right in. Uh, we came involved with the youth. We were uh, monsters on a bus every Wednesday night. We got together. We taught a class. Uh, made sure kids got on the bus safely and off How the bus safely. Was this? this was probably, this was... 2005, 2005, right. 2006, okay. to give us some context. Right. Yeah. So we loved it, but the minister, he he seen things in a different way. He had went off to school, he had learned some things, and he seen different views. And he knew that he couldn't hide things any longer. He knew that he had to kind of be real with what he's feeling. He told me, he's like, I'm... I'm kind of doubting some things, and I think I need to kind of express this. So what he did is is that on a Sunday evening before the main Sunday service, he had a Bible study. And the first thing that he launched into was the book of Genesis. And it was just all, here are all the different views of Genesis. And so it was it was fascinating because I was like, now it makes sense. No wonder why I couldn't kind of just wrap my fingers around it because he was just talking about a lot of different things, a lot of different views and oratory stories and how it went, who wrote it, why they wrote it, when. So it was just a fascinating journey. The church was okay with that until he got into the And that was going to be my question. Yes. I figured you were getting to it, though, so continue. So he got into that. I know how the story ends, I think. Okay. It, it, uh, People got really upset because it was tackling the, the second coming. Uh, and it, he, he was like, look, there's just some different views in this. I'm not saying that you have to agree with it. But he's like, there's just different views of how people interpret it. People got upset. And um, don't take my second I mean, coming. Yeah. I'll never forget. There was a gentleman. You'll never take my kids <laughs> burning in hell for me. <laughs> But a gentleman stood up and he was irate and he had said, I got a question for you. He's like, uh, these books that you're uh, referencing from. You know, so like that guy always has a southern accent. (laughs) No matter who tells the story. Yeah, I got a question for you. What yeah. about the... Okay, continue. I just thought that was... Actually, yeah. he did. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> he legitimately did. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I got a question for you. These books that you're referencing, are, are these gentlemen born again? Uh. Are they saying... <laughs> and the pastor is like, I don't know. I don't think that's really the point here. And I was like, well, I think you can just take those books and go eat beans. That's what I think. Uh, so anyway, that's a that's a, a, a wonderful Southern Indiana idiom for a fuck off. <laughs> well, we broke a mess out there. Very yeah, right. It is. It's 100% So true. for anybody in other parts of the country or apparently Madagascar that listened yeah. to this, uh, that's what that means. It's take it, shove it up your ass. Yeah. 
basically. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yes, yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Shove it up your bee hole. Yes. <laughs> right in the bee hole. Right on up there. <laughs> right on up there. Yep. As far as you can reach. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting sidetracked. This is still a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derailing. Yeah. Stay, Stay on target. Stay on target. So, anyway, so. <laughs> losing it. We've lost Billy. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Okay. So, and that was kind of after that, uh, me and my friend talked, and he was like, you know, he's like, I, I don't think this is going to last much longer. He's like, you need to find a place. He's, he's like, if they come in, they're going to strip away everything, yeah. which they did. The next, within two weeks, they had removed him. They brought in the superintendent. The superintendent was like, here we go. He's like, um, He's like, we've gotten away from the basics. And he's like, so basics of life. And by basics we mean everything that I believe and yeah. nothing that you mm-hmm. believe. Indeed. Whatever the opposite of what that guy said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there it was, and I had to make a decision. I remember standing there in the pew, they're talking about going to basics. They canceled all Bible studies from there on out. They're like, no. <laughs> and it's just like and I remember yeah, looking at my... in that is delicious. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I remember looking at my lovely wife. I turned to her and I just kind of murmured, what the frail is going on here? <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, we... She's like, this is not for us. And we never went back. We left... Um, gosh, so much youth, so much there. I apologize if this but podcast we, is just on repeat because, like, yeah. every week it's something like this. Like, <laughs> there's a story of like, and this is how I got run out. And yeah, and so it, unfortunately, I mean, it's that's part of my path. And so, luckily, my friend was like, "Hey, start up your own little just in home." He's like, yeah. "He's like, here's a book." And it was a uh, John Shelby Spong's uh, Jesus oh, for the Non-Religious. You dirty liberal. Yeah, man. <laughs> Spong. That's, yeah, that's, he's like, hey, he's like, give this a shot. And so I did. I remember going around posting all over the place like, hey, you know, we're going to have this open topic. One person showed up. And uh, they were like, the yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, hey, like what you're doing, but it's just not going to work around here. And so my friend who was... Uh, the pastor at the church, he was just like, you, he's like, there's a couple places in Columbus, which is just 30 minutes north of where I live. And he's like, I think you need to go to the Unitarian Universal Congregation. He's like, there's a minister there. He's all into Eastern philosophy and religions. And he's like, but I think you're going to find what you're looking for. So I remember I went, and it was possibly the greatest mm-hmm mind-blowing experience. I remember I remember walking in and the sermon was just it was on oh a play by Shakespeare just about justice and I was like, "Oh wow." I'm like, "This is fascinating." And the whole quote-unquote sermon was about justice. And it was absolutely fascinating and um, there was no hymns, no nothing just went right to it and afterwards they had what was called a coffee hour coffee conversation and i remember over the weeks being in there all the different topics they didn't touch upon anything as far as religion for like five weeks they were talking about rights equality social justice well, no, and i was just like this i'm like this is maybe fantastic the church should be talking about right yeah, yeah exactly and it was just like this is fantastic and the congregation there was 
everybody was there. There were atheists, agnostics, Trekkies. There was Buddhist, Taoist, <laughs> like everything you could say. Yeah, but, Trekkies, yeah, I'm so. not giving any respect to the Trekkies. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm Star Wars all the way, man. I don't know. I do like Star Trek, though. Thank you. That's of what course. I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, I, I do Star like Trek. it, but... Here comes Michael's womb. <laughs> He's breaching. <laughs> He's <laughs> breaching. <laughs> I like Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars. I like all the Ron Weezer albums. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I love it. Sorry to sip it on the haterade. Now, so anyway, long story short, where was I? This is what happens. Unitarian Universalist. Yeah, I just remember the coffee hours of just people talking about deeper concepts. Um, it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. So there would be someone who identified as an atheist talking with someone who would identify as a lowercase c Christian sure. was the, the popular terminology. And they would be discussing deeper things. And I was like, neither one of them is attacking the other. Mm-hmm. They're having a well, civil well, discussion. What a novel concept. And, yeah, and they are. Hashtag and I'm Facebook. like, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> And I'm like, and they're they're learning from each other, and no one's trying to convert the other. They're just, just talking, yeah. sharing their experience. Mm-hmm. And I was there for several years, and I completely enjoyed that experience. And so now I'm kind of at this point where, you know, I've kind of moved past that. I I had to find answers. I had I was seeking questions. I guess sure. at the end of the day, if you're going to define what I am, I'm a seeker. I knock. Just like Walter White, I am the one who knocks. Nice. So I'm always looking for something. And I kind of moved past that, got into other things. I'm like, well, okay, here I am. And I would consider myself a a diet atheist, but kind of a... (laughs) An espresso... Hashtag diet atheist. But an espresso agnostic. I'm kind of in the middle. (laughs) I'm missing certain ingredients that make one or the other. But for me, it's all about the greatest thing that I ever heard anyone say was, you have your beliefs. Now, what are you going to do with them? Yeah, right. And it comes down to action. Sure. And I guess that's, that's where I'm coming to is that there's four of us in here in this room. And I'm sure we all have different views mm-hmm. and beliefs. You guys see yourselves as follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I, for me, I would not consider myself a follower of Jesus. However, the story resonates deeply within me, and I think about it every day of, like, how do I not only make life, you know, selfishly better for myself, but my family, my community, the world around me. What, what can I do? Well, that kind of answers one of my make... questions, actually, was, you know, what is it about the Jesus story that you find compelling? Because I know I've talked to you about it. We've had mm-hmm. enough conversations. What do you find compelling about that story in specific? What I can find about it is the journey of being selfless, of removing the self. And I'm not living for me. I'm living for others. I'm going to do whatever I can to support others. And I, I think it's just, to me, I to just simply boil it down, oh, sure. just make it yeah. very linear, yeah. that's what I want. So, I mean... I would ask the reverse question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it about uh, Christianity that turns you off? 
I think that we, but, we can all we can we can all talk about that. Yeah, no, no, no. Sure. You, you, yeah. you could. I, I I look at it in two ways. I see Christianity. I see good religion, and I see bad religion. So the good religion is going out and I'll kind of dovetail this right in. Good religion will go out and take care of the community, reach out to the poor, feed those in need. But bad religion will go out and do the same things, but then ask for something in return, conversion. Hey, you know, here we are, you know, come into us, you know, you come in start tithing. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but giving without any, without asking for anything back, I think that's the true story. Yeah, that I like. Sure. Not like, not saying now you need to give back. Where's my payment? Right. That's the one thing that really burns me about sure. any kind of religion. Is I'm going to give you something, but I want something in return. Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. Either church attendance or money or whatever. Attendance, buildings, and cash. Yeah. The ABCs of church. Yep. Yeah, but it. To be fair to churches, they need that. They need oh, attendance yeah. and money. It's a, it's a so they can. Too. So yeah. So they it's can reach out and do yeah. the good. We, so, understand, I mean, we understand that very much. <laughs> Those conversations happened a lot when we planted City Hill. So yeah. Yeah. We hate ourselves. We're talking about this, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. So I, my, my other question, but you got you guys may have questions for him too. Is what is, at this point in your life, and you sort of already answered this a little bit, but what is it that's sort of drawing you forward? Like, you know what I mean by like, let's, what's kind of moving you? Like when I've talked, I've known you long enough mm-hmm. via Facebook. Um, we've had enough conversations over Messenger that, like, I know you're being drawn forward in a certain direction. You're progressing, I guess is what you would call it. Because you're ever expanding circle of thought. And yeah, consciousness, you know, more, becoming more conscious of what's around you. Like, what is it? Is there a force? Is there a number of things that are drawing you forward? Is there a single thing? Ooh, we got to talk about spiral dynamics at some point. Yeah, we, yeah, we do. As soon as I read about it. Invite me back. That would be yes. great. Yeah. <laughs> you know about spiral dynamics? No, I do not, but that sounds uh, fascinating. That's awesome. It's, yeah, I know enough about it. It's pretty cool. But yeah. is, is there a thing that's sort of drawing you forward at this point? One thing, and we were talking about this as we were heading over, Matt and I, is that um, I fear placing my flag in the ground mm-hmm. of certainty. I am certain that I have this figured out and now I can defend it. Uh, basically, I put my flag in my pocket and I just walk around. Yeah. And phrasing. you know, I phrasing. Phrasing. no phrasing. That's like three phrasings tonight. That's a good that's way to put that. Awesome yeah. way to put that. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that that is so important to me is is that I was with the UU Church. Things were wonderful. My work schedule wasn't kind of working, so I kind of drifted out. And I was like, you know, I really don't. I st- I still needed it, but I can kind of miss was like, yeah, I, I'm doing okay. And I've kind of been on here a point where I'm just kind of out there in the ether, out there in the cosmos, just kind of watching things happen. And when I met Matt at the P-Flag about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I was just kind of in a spot where, you know, I, I was on that. I, you know, I was, I was trying on my atheist jacket, and I was just like, this kind of fits me. And there was a part of me in the back of my head just like, hey, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to put your flag on the ground, buddy. And so I was having that conflict. And then Matt comes in, he starts talking, and he's like, yeah, I just want to destroy religion. And I was just like... <laughs> I literally said that. Yes, I'm like, I'm like, I completely knew yeah. exactly what you were saying. Yeah. 
and I, I I get it. And so went over talked to him, and I'm like, you you, you kind of reawaken something that kind of had went to sleep a little bit. Um, hey, I'm useful. Yeah, yes. Well, I'm having it, a wonderful time. <laughs> a wise teacher once told me I. I was I was part of a conversation, and I I told this pastor I'm like, thank you for teaching me that. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, Bill. He's like, come on. He's like, I just reminded you yeah. what you forgot. Yeah. And right. so in a way, Matt is kind of like reminded me what I got. And then this podcast fired up, followed it, and it reminded me of like, man, don't don't put your flag in the ground. <laughs> you know, just keep yeah. seeking, look, and be open to other experiences. So I think I mean, that's the title of this podcast. Don't put your flag in the ground. Yeah, we never talk about title. That's a good title. I've, I've had a couple ideas. Too. All right. we'll He's an ideas man. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and some of the things you mentioned, um, you, there was kind of a running theme through this, was that the idea that growth really only happens through disruption. Correct. Through massive disruption in your life, whatever that may be. Um, there, You mentioned a number of you know divorces and, and different things happening and some things happening in the family and there's these constant disruptions, and it's only in those disruptions I feel like we actually grow. Like, nobody For grows sure. when things are going great. Oh, sure. Nobody I mean, ever does. Because no. you don't think about it. Oh, yeah, things are wonderful. Well, then the shit hits a fan, you go, huh. Well, you know, it's great because that, you know, we, that question got asked on the pastor's pub yesterday about uh, basically what's everybody's story, essentially. Mm. And man, that was another kind of disruption. Thread. It was yeah. nothing but like yeah. the thread was just people just. This is how I was disrupted, and this is how I sort of survived that and yeah. grew out of that. And then I went through this pile of shit too, and mm-hmm. then I kind of grew out of that. Too. Like it was the, like everybody had that same. It was like yeah. varying degrees of awfulness, but like the one common thing was, but I'm still here, mm-hmm. and I'm better now. And like I'm sort of, and I'm just in this process where I'm just growing through all of that, yeah. and like man, like. Well, I mean, like, we've talked about this before, and I mentioned it, like, when I listed my thing on the pastor's pub and I did my little story at the end, I just said, none of this stuff, ha- the, this podcast doesn't happen yeah. without that stuff. You know? It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even the, the part that I put up, I was like, you know, I burned out of ministry. I was a youth minister for seven years, and I flamed out huge. Yeah. Like, I was done. Yeah. I was done with the whole thing. Uh, and through that, I found God. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, or the divine, whatever you want to say. And then I... We realized I was going to go start a church in Illinois, and then that completely failed, mm-hmm. and I found God. Yeah, I think I think like, yeah. it's just yeah. how that was just how it works. I think by and large, that's how the world works. That's, yes, that's oh, how yeah. like sure. if you look at like just trees, like a seed has to die before yeah. it can can uh, has to go through some sort of death in order for it to to, to become a tree. Um, a caterpillar has to go into metamorphosis yeah. and die to itself. Is it a that talks about death as the engine become of a creation? Caterpillar yeah. Or I mean, butterfly. Yeah, I mean, death is the engine of creation. Like, without... And, and Rob Bell said, he, he, he the interview he did with Pete Holmes on Pete Holmes' podcast, when they, the first time they'd ever met, he said like the, that the heart of the Christian story is a disruption. It's God entering into the world. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive disruption. Um, well, and then, you know, we people argue all the time about, well, the... Did, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Was it literal? Did it actually happen? Did he walk out of his grave and say, you're missing the freaking point. The, the whole point, point is yeah. death and the life coming through death. Like, it's the way the world works. That's the way the world works. And it, you happen to get the story of this happening in a guy. Did it, I don't know. Like that, you're, The point is, that's the way it happens. That's what happens. That's yeah, the way yeah. it works. And we've all, in some degree, experienced that um, with careers or with... Mm-hmm. 
yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, I didn't, you know, when I, when I quote unquote gave my life to ministry when I was 17, I didn't think in 20 years I'd be fixing coffee machines. No, I mean, who could like, possibly see the that? Working I mean, in factory for eight and a half years or, you know, I mean, who, who thinks about that? But you, you just go through each day. And sort of try to figure out what is what am I trying what what do I need to learn from today you know I yeah. mean bingo yeah and it only happens it, you only think about that when things are disrupted when, yeah. when when life kind of throws you a shit ball and you go huh well I'm not sure what to do now but there's got to be something here and generally it happens when you look back yeah. oh yeah you very you're not going to find it in the middle of it no you look no, back you can't <laughs> you really you can't because you you're it. in that shadow yeah, you, right. you've got to come out of that shadow yeah, yeah. to to yeah, find it absolutely and if I could to <laughs> To quote Joseph Campbell, a.k.a. Joey Cam's baby. The only escape from death is birth. And that's absolutely true. So we're kind of talking about trees. It takes fire to kind of break apart a tree, a pot, for a new seed. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. Wow, that's a great quote. That is a great quote. Oh, Joey Cam's. Joey Cam's before the wind. And boom, the idea of just. Thanks, Pete Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> a good old yeah. Pete. The, you know the idea that also Bill and I talked about this in the car a little bit. We were Krogering together. Yes, um, we were Krogering. <laughs> we went Krogering. Um, Let's go Krogering. <laughs> for those of you not around here, that won't make any sense. But Kroger's a grocery store. So Inglorious Pastures brought to you by Kroger. Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look into that. You can buy all sorts of alcohol things there. Yes, That's you can. Have a good we have beer um, and bananas. You know the idea. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gone. Uh, but the idea that, like, you're just, you know, the not planting your flag flag in the ground, I think, is a great analogy because you're you never finish growing. You, like, well, you should not exactly ever finish growing. You should always be in this ongoing process of, of, of finding mystery and answer and more mystery and more answer and discovery and just kind of being in this ongoing, like, I don't know, just almost like a whirlpool of just mystery and certainty and like that mix and being able to embrace things that you don't understand. I understand that those things are there to help you grow and to challenge you and to move you forward. Because anytime, anytime that happens, anytime you, there's a disruption, you, you have a choice. Yeah. You can let it crush you or you can let it crush you. And then you come out on the other side of it, mm-hmm. and you find that there was something there all along. Getting shit canned from the last church I was at, and ended up in a factory for eight and a half years. I mean, I've told this story enough. Ended up in a factory for eight and a half years. Like it crushed me at times, and I kept trying to think: is there is there something else coming? Yeah. City Hill. We tried to start City Hill. Maybe this is it finally. It crushes us. It, it just doesn't. It just didn't work out like we thought it would. Now we have this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like this is kind of where it's if we're waiting for that. We're waiting for that foot to drop. This will be our last episode. But, um, you Never know, we heard from us again. Yeah, but I feel like it's all kind of led to this point where we can sort of be who we really are, say the things we always wanted to say. Yeah. With no constraints, with nobody saying you can't say that. You know, I mean, it's all kind of led to this thing. But without those disruptions, there's no inglorious pastures. I would say, so about, I want to play a little devil's advocate. So I would say that with the planting the, the flag in the ground, I think there are times where it is important for you to get that grounding to get that. Oh, sure. But I, I would agree. say sure. it's for a season. And never, like, it, 
it's more about the journey and the progress mm-hmm. that you make. So you, you definitely your don't put concrete in that flagpole. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. were Same times where yeah. you were you were planting that that flag, and then Shoving it the was time to yeah. get it out. Get that's a great observation. Seasons. I mean, that's a great observation. It's not yeah, about the season. destination. Yeah, because without, <laughs> it's about the journey. I mean, without and that's me, what Christianity is. Without it's me planting that flag, journey. Without me planting that flag, growing up, and you know, going to Bible college and all that stuff. I mean, I that has created who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. all I mean. Yeah. Like, everything belongs. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a very, that's a good impo- a distinction to make, I think. Um, but I think, I'm, I've never heard it described that way, Billy. That's kind of, I feel like that's kind of described where I'm at. Yeah. People cool. ask me, what are you? And I'm like, I don't freaking know. I got, yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some things that I believe, but it's a lot, there's a lot of fluidity to that. And there's, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't think where we are. It's just like, we just want the world to be a better place. Yeah. Like, whatever, whoever's doing that, whatever that, whatever that looks like, let's all just do that. Yeah. yeah, just, we, yeah. We, we call it, we call it the way of Jesus. Somebody else calls it something else. I don't really give a shit what calls you call it. Calls it source, life, yeah. chi, yes, what, yeah. whatever you want to if call it. If we're all trying to make the world a better place, more love, more compassion, more grace, more forgiveness, yeah. we all win. Yeah. We exactly. all freaking win at the end, I mean, in the end of it. So... Recommended reading, I would say, is uh, Science Mike's um, axioms. Um, definitely check them out. Like it, oh, it talks about, about like that, yeah. um, it's on his you know, at, it's on his website. Yeah. Just type in Science Mike's axioms, and it's saying at least you know you may not believe the full truth, but at least the Bible is, or at least the story of Jesus is a story of redemption. A story of I, I'm totally misquoting it, but check it out. It's good. <laughs> And, and if I could kind of tack in a uh, a quote from Brad Pitt in World War Z, <laughs> life is movement. So yeah, it, it's all good. about just constantly moving. And you're right; it's it's, it's a, a brilliant observation of just. I, mean, I think yeah, there's most where you do. I think people kick against that so badly because I want my guns. Well, it's very uncomfortable. Freedom. It's very uncomfortable. I mean, there's... Well, they defined. They have defined. They have hit, this is what I am. Now it's defined. Now I can defend it. Right. And that's a... And we all do it. We do. I mean, we're all oh, guilty yeah. of it. Sure. And so, I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah, we're Star Wars yeah, fans. I, mean, like, and, I, I just think, I think that so, so many people resist. They, I think there's more people. I think there are people out there that desperately want to move and desperately want to sort of, I guess, pick up their flag and, and start walking somewhere else. But they also understand what that's going to cost them. Yeah, and they also yeah. understand that how difficult and how disruptive that's going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To everybody around you. Yes, yeah. to everyone. I mean, gosh. Because there will be people who go, mm, I don't know what you're doing there. That doesn't... I mean, our families are like, oh, gosh, yeah. I don't understand that. No, so, they have no right. clue. And, have clue. and, you know, they just don't have the language to. That's fine. I mean, it's like what they have works for them. Um but, I mean, I know for the last 14 or so years when I really started asking questions, it's been deeply disruptive. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really one of the reasons that I flamed out in ministry the first I time. I love it when you flame out. I know you do. <laughs> um, but uh, I just, it is. It's one of <laughs> Brad's flame out. Um, it, uh, it, it, I mean, that is ultimately kind of what cost me my career yeah. was I was asking so many questions I could no longer play the game 
Yeah. I just could like I couldn't do it anymore. So I was it was living time, it was time to pick up the flag. It was. I was. I came to the point where I think I think I burned out ultimately because for so long I was sort of living two lives. Yeah. Where I had my church life, where I was saying these things, and I had to say them in my job with certainty. Mm. In my head, I was going, but I'm not really certain about that. Mm. But I could say that. You can't say that. Yeah. And I could say it to you. I yeah. could say it to you. I could say it to yeah. our friend Brad. Like, we had a few people, but no one in my church. I, could, I mean, yeah. I couldn't right. say that stuff. That gets around and you're gone anyway. So, like, yeah. I, I think that tension ultimately, I just, I, I just, I had a breakdown. Like, it was just, I was done. Like, you're, you're, split, done. you're basically a split personality. Yeah, yeah and you, you can't, can't do you that. And that, that. So, I mean, it deeply, has deeply disrupted my life. But I would say, I was, there was a Rob Bell and, Pete Holmes were doing a Facebook Live thing a couple weeks ago, and you can write. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Like they're talking, and you can just write in comments, and they'll be kind of reading some of them. And I wrote, "You guys have both ruined my life in the best way possible." (laughs) Because I remember we've met, and I've never really told the story much. We've hinted at it about when we went. Save it for when we have Rob on the podcast. Yeah, I want to save that story. I want to save that story because I want to. Tell that I'll just give you the basic yeah. Cliff Notes version was we had a chance for a, uh, an entire week to sit with Rob Bell, yeah. and he kind of taught us, and we asked questions and all that stuff, and I remember Matt and I were both like, It'll, it can never, we can't go back. We knew, we knew we'd ruin, like, we, we ruined everything. We had point. this deep understanding that yeah. our life was probably over yeah. as we knew it, and it was. It took years. Yeah. But that was the sort of the moment. That was, I think, that was the picking up the flag moment. Really, was just, yep. and you knew, like, there's part of me going, I really shouldn't do this. But other part of me going, I can't. Have, you have, have, to, have to do this. I have. have to. Something was awakened. Yeah, they awakened the dragon. I mean, it just, <laughs> they yeah. really, they did. I mean, it just release the kraken. They released the kraken. There it is. There was just nowhere. Yeah, and those. I mean, I would say out of. All the theologians or writers I've ever read, those two have probably wrecked me the most, and mm-hmm. in a, in a lot of ways ruined the life that I knew, mm-hmm. but in the best way possible. Yeah. Like looking back, I just I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to wrap this up. Okay. We're an hour and five in, so nice. Ooh, uh, did you have any other follow up questions? Man. No, I think that's a good place to stop. Cool, yeah. cool. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, Billy. Billy. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Really, really. I think uh, I speak on behalf of many people. Thank you for what you're doing. It means a lot. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really appreciate it. This is the first time. Is this the first time we've had a turd on the podcast? Yeah. This is you're the first first time we've had one of the turds on the podcast. podcast. We added Brandon Lucas and I mean they were on, but and Ashley and Alex. Yeah. They weren't turds before they were. Right. Yeah. Yeah, He was a turd before he. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so, first turd hashtag. hashtag support hashtag. us on, on. Oh, that's not a bad. Hashtag. I really can't <laughs> underestimate. I, I really, <laughs> I really can't oversell. No, supporting. This us isn't on just Patreon. us trying to get money from you. No, like, seriously, like uh, <laughs> we've all this week the Pastors Pub. There is something happening there. It is yeah, weird. There it is. It's awesome. Yeah. And we're getting to interact with one another in ways that, like, it's... People from it's, Oregon to Massachusetts to Texas to, I mean... It's, like, nourishing yeah. to me. Like, yeah. I, I come home from work, and I can't get on Facebook Philly. when I'm working. I drive so much. And I come home, and I see all the stuff, and I read it, and it's just, like, yeah. it, it literally feeds me. Like, it, it just... Yeah. 
energizes me, and it's just wow. It's Facebook just really can basically good. blow me at this point. Yeah, I'm like really it's the like, only thing yeah. I want to do. I really on Facebook have, um, anymore. I know. Yeah, I get on the stuff. I'll get caught up on that, and I'm just like, ah, whatever. I don't care about anything else. So if if you would like to uh, get on Pastor's Pub again, just support us on Patreon.com. man, that's all you got to do. We'll take more. Patreon.com slash Pastor's Podcast. Yes. Um, One dollar will get you into that uh, our Facebook group, um, and uh, it's it uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's good. Yeah. The pub be lit. <laughs> <laughs> the pub be lit for sure. That's got to be a hashtag too. So um, we had like twenty. Yeah, I know. We got a bunch. <laughs> so, it's been a hashtag. I'm, sit, I'm sitting on five tonight. So now it's time to go into. Oh gosh, I've yeah. got plenty. All right, so. Um, uh, we're gonna go back into feedback real quick. Um, now we are now in thirty countries and forty-eight states plus. Yeah. Washington. Come on, Vermont, Congrats. New Hampshire, get on board. So we can't get in Vermont, New Hampshire, or in Madagascar. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, what? It's nuts. So uh, that I, we were looking at it before that we started the thing, and it just. 30 countries. We can't get our minds around that yeah. at all. Bunch yeah. of countries. Remember the first yeah, yeah, I know, right? What was it for the second or third episode? We were in Brazil and we're like, what? Who do we know in Brazil? Like, nobody. Yeah, yeah, literally nobody. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, first start with a five star review um, on mm-hmm. iTunes. If you read us on iTunes, we will read your, uh, your, your, your stuff. So uh, <laughs> uh, this is another great example of we will just read about everything. Anything. Yes. So, um, it's called uh, this. this art, the one today is called <laughs> "Why You No Like Me." It's a five star review. It's by uh, one Daniel Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "I first started listening to the Pastors because I had nothing better to do but walk all day. I've been now pinched myself through and am up to date on their current episode. Not recommended, or you'll begin to feel like Brad and Matt truly hate Michael." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this. this is awesome. Have you not read this yet? It's amazing. Yeah. If you're looking for a good laugh and enlightening conversation that challenge challenges your Southern Baptist upbringing, look no further. You won't agree with it at all, but their conversation will spur you on to make your faith your own. So yeah. thank you, Daniel Johnson. I don't think that's your name. No. Um, I think it's somebody from Twitter because somebody said yeah. that you were going to get a five star. But I don't remember who it was. Um, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, that's great. That was fantastic. Too, that was well done. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we like Michael. It's fine. Most yeah. of the time. Most of the time. Like 60-40. They can't live without me. <laughs> How do I live without you? He just I has to push it, doesn't know. he? See? Now it's like 40-60. You're like, <laughs> you on the good side of the split yeah. and you're on the bad side. Uh, Alex Roper at uh, FT Dad PT Jedi. Um, nice. Uh, relig- says at Pastors Podcast religious certainty is ironically false faith when your faith cannot stand up to doubt and the possibility that you are wrong you have no real faith no. mystery is the beauty of the universe I love mm-hmm. watching my kids discovering the mystery of life and universe awesome. nice. well done yeah, well said yes 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 uh, Sarah Kate Swanson Says Ron's daughter. Uh, Ron's daughter. <laughs> at Moon every time. She comments every time. She's totally gonna stop commenting just because we're assholes. She comments. That happens every time. At, uh, awesome. at Moonbright Fire says, um, "When you stand before me in mystery, this is a quote. If you, when you stand before me in mystery, you will eventually rest within me in trust. When you can't figure me out, you will give me. You will give up the illusion of predictability and control." And discover the joy and freedom of hope. 
Dr. Larry Crabb. Nice. So, um, Brave New Faith at Brave New Faith said, I almost spit out my food from laughing as I imagined an eagle saying Jesus lo- just loves Americans. <laughs> Funny show, guys. That's beautiful. Uh, at Joshua Casey says, I would rate the Pastors Podcast five stars, but I only, I'm only on episode five, and there's every possibility that it could tank at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we, Brad and I just met Josh a couple weeks ago for the first time ever. Yeah, he's good people. He's good. He's a good guy. Um, uh, Robert V. Martinez at Bobby the Banana said... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Thank you for speaking out against the gospel of guilt that you find in penal substitutionary atonement. Yeah. Hashtag God is not a monster. Um, Nice. Um, at Bros, Bibles, and Beer, which I think is another podcast I have not listened to, said, mm-hmm. epic show this week, hashtag Jesus Fried Chicken is fine. Uh, here's mine. Hashtag String of F Words. Hashtag <laughs> Congratulations, you're a stripper. <laughs> and, and my favorite, hashtag Care to see where the end of that tale goes? <laughs> Dude, the last five minutes Gosh. of that podcast were just... I feel like we have to apologize. The last five minutes of that podcast were just off the road. It was, it was good, Lord. It was I so good. I listened to it like three times. I did too. Yeah. I, can't, I just kept laughing. It was so good. Um, and uh, Jay Marie Walker, our good friend. Uh, Walker, Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. Uh, yeah. said, I totally stoked that uh, the episode I mentioned on is also... Uh, also has cereal. Hashtag you're welcome. Hashtag J Walker Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she made pictures too. She yeah. made a picture so of, good. Uh, Is that on the pub too? Like she put no, 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 she no, put no, this on Twitter. Twitter, 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 yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jeannie Ballman said uh, 30 seconds into uh, episode 15 and already committed to hashtag the human Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I did a lot, but I'm gonna do one more. Uh, Jettison Inc. at Jettison Inc. said, in between laughter, cereal, and more laughter, there are lucid moments of, dare I say, genius, or at least horse sense. <laughs> My jackass sense. Again, again, if we're honest. Thank, yeah. well, thank you for that. Thanks. Thank you guys for your feedback. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we had more feedback. I didn't get into all of it, but uh, um, those were some ones I thought were really great. Um, uh, it's time for closing time. Give five-star reviews. We yes, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe yeah. to us on iTunes. Give us five stars. It doesn't reviews. take very long to do a five star review. Do one quick because yeah. we need another one for the next episode. Yep. Yeah. So, um, quick, quick, quick. Um, it also helps get us noticed on iTunes and helps with our ranking and all that fun logistic stuff. Um, again, support us on Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com/slash/pastorspodcast. Now we're going to talk about hashtags. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go with your list first? Yeah, do your list. My list? Okay. Uh, hashtag wreck it, Michael. Mm. Okay. Uh, hashtag Michael eats a Whopperito. <laughs> Too long. Okay. Hashtag Billy is a dirty liberal. Mm. <laughs> Fair point. Hashtag Brad's flame out. <laughs> hashtag first turd. Yes. That's the only one I had that was on here. First turn. First turn. Okay. First turn. What do you got? So, uh, hashtag first turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag beer and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag go eat your beans. Go eat beans yeah. uh, hashtag diet atheist. Oh, I like that one. Hashtag yeah. wife on the dark net. <laughs> that's that could go. That's something could be totally different that's than what it means. Uh, yeah. Hashtag let ISIS in. 
<laughs> yeah, probably yeah. do that one. Nah, don't want to. Don't want to visit from the NSA. Could have sure want to visit from the FBI yeah. on that one. We're already listening. Yeah. Uh, they're heavy breathing. Uh, <laughs> hi NSA. Um, hey buddies. Uh, hashtag Michael's honey hole. <laughs> don't search that. Don't search Michael's honey hole. I'm telling you. <laughs> And then hashtag Buddha has a tramp stamp. Mm. It's Michael's honey hole. It's gotta be that, yeah, right? Be I like first heard. I liked I liked Diet Atheist until you got to Michael's. Michael's honey hole. Oh yeah. my god! You can't do that to us. That's it. No, Michael's honey hole. See, you screwed yourself on that. I know. I shouldn't say. Because here, because somebody's gonna listen to this. Yeah. Somebody's gonna listen. Ten minutes later, there's gonna be a meme on the pastor's pub mm-hmm. that just says Michael's honey hole, and I can't even fathom what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be what he's pay with yeah. them. Yes. Barrel of honey. Yeah. Accept the challenge. Michael's honey. Mm-hmm. Hashtag yep, Michael's honey. That's hole. the one. Yep. All right. So if you've listened to the end of this long podcast, we would ask that you reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, with hashtag Michael's honey hole. Uh, also, you just said that with depressed yes. like, mm. resignation. I'm in on it, guys. I get it. I get it. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Pastors Podcast. Brad is at, at Polly named Brad. At Polly named Matt. Billy is at nobody. Just Billy Patterson on Facebook, or you can uh, say hello on Pastors Pub. Plug. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, yeah, and then I'm at MJ Basinger as well. But just hit me up on that Pastors Podcast. Yeah. Thanks again to Scott Drickle and Nathan Miller West for their contributions to the podcast. Um, now it's that time where we fire somebody into nice. the sun. Mm. Oh, you ready, I'm trying. I'm getting my head in the game. <laughs> Anybody have anything they want to say before I fire somebody into the nope, sun? No, you go right ahead. Go for it, buddy. Do it. Oh man. Do it. Okay. You do the it. Force. Go for it. Oh man. We already fired Jar Jar Binks into the sun. Yeah, I know that was gorgeous. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, How about an Ewok? Throw Ewok. No, 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 I like Wicket. <laughs> what about Chief Lowbray? Are you gonna leave out Chief Lowbray? I don't Chief like Lil Gray. Gray. He was oh, my God. Nah, I like Lil Gray. So there we go. Yeah. Just hit the button. Hit the, yeah, hit the button. Forgot. Hit the button. Man, I'm, try- I'm waffling between Just two, man. Just hit the button and decide at the last second. Okay. Send both. <laughs> okay. We'll get them all up there eventually. It's fine. There's plenty of room in the sun. Here comes us. Just hit the freaking button. Oh, God. Jeez. Nine. I'm going to interject his name. Son of Five, four, three, two, one. Joel Osteen. How has it been this long? We haven't, we haven't done it. Yeah, no. It was a shame. Oh, yeah, yeah we waited too long on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh.